You're listening to Hope for Today Church Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining in this virtual space. We believe that as you listen, Jesus will minister to you right where you are. So open up your mind and your heart to what the Word would say to you today. Thank you for joining us. And remember, Jesus is our hope for today. We're going to get right into the message this afternoon. Uh, The title is this, The Endless Provision of God, A Lesson from the Widow of Zarephath. You know, we've been talking about staying the course, uh, engaging the presence of our Lord no matter what we face. And as we go through the Word of God and even our own circumstances, we can see how daily He calls us to trust in Him. Trust me. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me, and I will provide. Come to me, and I will provide a way that when you face temptation, you'll be able to bear it. You know, in this world you have trouble, but take heart, for I've overcome the world. And it's one of those things that can be easier said than done to actually trust that provision no matter what. Every day seems to be a little different. And so this afternoon as we we gather together in this place, as we've shifted from a time of worship uh, through song and now worship through the word, it's my desire for you and for I this afternoon that we would be encouraged in our spirit, we'd be encouraged in our mind, soul, and body as we uh, explore and understand the never-ending provision of God. His provision that doesn't run out, it doesn't dry up. And the widow of Seraphath encountered this firsthand. And that her story, her life story with that of the prophet Elijah, is, I believe is going to reach into our life story here this afternoon and encourage us to trust in God. For in the house of the Lord, there's always supply. And to help us understand where we are as we get introduced to the widow and and the work of God in her household, we need to actually, I wrote here in my notes, it's a good thing for notes, we need to start with 1 Kings 16, 29. We've already jumped back two whole chapters, right? So in 1 Kings um, 16, um, verse 29, it says, Ahab, son of Omri, became king over Israel in his 38th year of Judah's king Asa. Ahab, son of Omri, reigned over Israel in Samaria 22 years. But Ahab, son of Omri, did what was evil in the Lord's sight more than all who were before him. That's important to remember. More evil than anyone before him. Then as it was following the sin of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, were not enough, he married Jezebel, the daughter of Ethbal, king of the Sidonians, and then proceeded to serve Baal and bow in worship to him. He set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal where he had built in Samaria, and Ahab also made an Asherpole, and Ahab did more to anger the Lord. If you could add insult to injury, he did more to anger the Lord of God of Israel than all the kings of Israel who were before him. And during his reign, Halal the Bethite built Jericho. At the cost of Ebram, his firstborn, he laid his foundation. And at the cost of Segub, his youngest, he finished its gates. According to the word of the Lord, he had spoken through Joshua, son of Nun. 
Now Elijah the Tishbite from Gilead settlers said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives and whose presence I stand, there will be no dew or rain during these years except by my command. Then the word of the Lord came to him, leave her, turn eastward, hide at the Wadi Cherith where it enters the Jordan and you are to drink from the Wadi. I have commanded the ravens to provide for you there. And so he proceeded to do what the Lord commanded. And Elijah left and lived at the Wadi Cherith where it enters the Jordan. And the ravens kept bringing him bread and meat in the morning and in the evening. And he would drink from the Wadi. After a while, the Wadi dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him. Get up and go to Zarephath that belongs to Sidon and stay there. Look, I've commanded a woman who is a widow to provide for you there. So Elijah got up and went to Zarephath. When he arrived at the city gate, there was a widow gathering wood. And Elijah called to her and said, please bring me a little water in a cup and let me drink. And as she went to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But as she said, as the Lord your God lives, I don't have anything baked, only a handful of flour in the jar and a bit of oil in the jug. Just now I'm gathering a couple of sticks in order to go prepare it for myself, for my son and I, so we can eat it and die. <laughs> There is, there's a lot going on in this interaction and this story. And what I can appreciate here is that we're encountering this powerful example that exemplifies God's provision and supply that never dries up, but it's at his command. That when he speaks, he can turn something dry into a blossoming river and a well that never dries up. And here we can see this interaction between Elijah and the widow Zarephath of this valuable insight for us of how God's abundance is available to each of us when we heed his voice. There's many times where we want to provide for ourselves. And, you know, on the one end, the proverb says, the one who doesn't work doesn't eat. God has provided for us. He's enabled us to go and bring in, bring in and, and be able to provide for our family members, be able to provide for the needs that we have by the work of our hands. But there's something to be said about how God is to be the, the person who we look to for the abundance. And when he speaks, he will provide. So point number one here is the widow's desperation. She says very clearly in this situation, she's in a dire situation. This is all we have left, Elijah. Just a little bit of flour. In fact, we're going to bake it with some sticks. And then we're going to die. You know, she had this thought, as many of us along the way have had, this is it. This is how the story is going to end. Perhaps you've had an encounter where you've experienced something like that. Maybe you've faced a, a health scare or maybe you're driving down the road and everything happened like a flash and you thought, this is it. For Zarephath and her son, they thought this 
was this. She was in the, the right position for God to show up and said, hey, you know, the God that you're, you and all the people around you have served, that's no God at all. The God that you supposedly serve can't provide for you. There's no provision in the name of Baal. But in my name, there's an abundant supply that never runs dry. Look how she pointed out in verse 12. She exasperated what was happening in her condition. In verse 12, it says, as the Lord your God lives. She's pointing blame here, right? I don't have anything. Only a handful of this flour and a bit of oil in the jug. And just now, and I enter lying this, just now I'm gathering a couple sticks in order to go prepare it for myself and my son so we can eat it and die. For her, I wrote this in my notes as a devotional for us today, as so many times we're so focused on the just now, we can't see what God is doing in our midst. We're so preoccupied with the just now, we can't see it. We can't hear his voice. And here's Elijah, the man of God, saying, there's going to be a supply for you. And guess what? It's not going to run out. But she couldn't see beyond the situation. She was pointing her finger at God. She was pointing the blame at God's messenger. You know, many times we can relate to this type of situation, can't we? We felt like we're running on empty. We're unable to continue in that situation, because as we've been looking at the last few weeks, life's trials can be hard. It can leave, leave us feeling spiritually, emotionally, and physically drained to the point that we want to give up. This is it. But in those moments when we hit rock bottom, like the, the widow and her son had hit, they were right to encounter that God is faithful and most assuredly in our time of great desperation. The question I have for you today is, when you face that level of dire circumstance, of situation, who's your go-to? Now, I'm right there with you. When I'm facing a situation where maybe there's some bills I can't pay or I'm looking at the credit a little bit, and you want to be enslaved to no man, you look at that, it's easy to focus on the just now and turn to everyone but God. But he says, come to me again, all who are weary and heavy laden. And I will give you rest. He's going to provide a way. So here the woman was primed because of her dire situation. Point number two, God's plan is unconventional sometimes. Sometimes we cannot foresee how God is going to move. So just imagine a little humor for the moment, if you can. Amid this widow's desperation and clear pain, she's trying to keep, um, provide for her son. You can imagine what they're, they're baking, Wesley, like, a baked bread of sticks. And this is going to be their last meal. This is better than any inmate on death row. They can get whatever they want, cornbread or whatever it is. But this was a baked bread with sticks. And then in the midst of the moment, God sends Elijah to her with a strange request. Yeah, you have little. You don't have abundance. So could you bring me this? Could you bring me some water? Could you, could you bake something for me? It might have, in this moment, seemed counterintuitive. But I wrote here for myself a devotional that I want to share with you here is this. It teaches us a profound lesson about trust and obedience. Elijah, God's messenger, was revealing to this woman, who, like many others, as I said, served Baal, that God's, uh, Elijah's God 
that he serves, his provision is never runs out. You know, how many times have you heard someone say God works in mysterious ways? You know, this is something where, you know, when I was a kid and I witnessed things where I remember one time my own dad was uh, dealing with some back pain. Uh, quite amazing. A lot of times the stories of my dad it involves physical healings and body. Um, so he had a ministry in that way. Um, but there's a time where he had a slip disc and he was in tremendous pain, had tremendous need. And, and so the one night he went to uh, a prayer meeting and he had the elders, the leaders in the church to lay hands on him and even to anoint him with oil. And the Lord touched his body that night. He felt like a fire go through his, his spinal column and everything came into to perfect order. And in that moment, the, the mysteriousness of God, we cannot pigeonhole him in a way that he's going to work always in a certain way by us praying a certain way and doing things a certain way. And sure enough, here in this situation with the widow, it wasn't just right away where Elijah showed up and all of a sudden there was a great banquet table of everything that they ever wanted. Everything their hearts desire. It was first a request to see, I believe, a test. How would she respond? What would she do? Many times God, you know, executes a similar type of test with us. You know, do you trust me? Do you trust in my supply? Or is it because you've gone to all your other contacts, all your networking friends, and now you're coming to me? Are you open to those channels? I wrote this down here. Sometimes God works in unexpected channels. Like this woman, Zarephath, she was, she was locked in. Her gaze was set on this last meal, but she didn't allow it to go to a point where she was unable to see what was happening right before her, this provision that would be seen right before her eyes. And so like her, like the widow, our loving father desires to call to us to step out in faith, even when it defies our logic. Like I get it, man. If have you ever done preaching on the street where you shared the gospel with someone and you, if, if I, if I share this or you share this out today at Friendship Festival or something and you shared this story, they would say, oh, that sounds nice, but you know, it's, it's, it's just make believe in many respects. It's crazy. That doesn't happen today. And I can understand and appreciate how it can seem like it just defies everything we know. It can appear that defies Reason, But that's the beauty that who we serve, the God who created the heavens and the earth and commanded the rain, that commands provision, he does things that are not according to our ways. And my prayer for us this afternoon is that we had eyes to see beyond the just now and to see what he's doing. We have people in our assembly that are encountering great need. You know, um, Brad wasn't just saying what worship leaders like to say as they're leading worship. Lord, meet needs, and there's tremendous needs in the house. There are people who have tremendous need. And we're believing right now, if you're watching today, those who are not here, God is going to provide for your need. It might defy the human logic. It might defy what doctors say or whatever the other networking contacts you have. But don't get stuck in the just now. Don't get stuck in the just now. So point number three is this. 
When you have eyes to see, you will witness God's abundant provision. Look at verse 15 through 16. You gotta love this. I mean, Ron, if you were there and to hear this in your situation that you have nothing left and then these words of Elijah come over, it's like a, a rushing water, a refreshing stream that says, so she proceeded to do according to the word of Elijah. Then, then to the woman, Elijah and her household ate for many days and the flour jar did not become empty and the oil jug did not run dry according to the word of the Lord he had spoken through Elijah. In verse 14, this is what Elijah said. For this is what the Lord God of Israel says. The flour jar will not run dry. It will not be empty until the day the Lord sends rain on the surface of the land. God will always give us, if you can hear this today, God will always give us what we need to bring us through to that next season. And then when we get to that next season, we trust him for the next supply. So many times, we, after God moves, like I've said it many times, we have a short-term memory. And so that's why we go through these experiences so we don't get stuck in a rut. We're not drifting like a seed line. We're continually trusting and waiting on the Lord to provide So we see here the widow. You can imagine the son is watching as, as his mother is taking the step of faith and obeying Elijah's command. Remember it says he's speaking on behalf of the Lord. So far Baal hasn't done anything for them. And something incredible happened. They witnessed that supply. You know this afternoon before we came here today, I have to admit, just to be fully bearing with you, you know, on a holiday weekend, when you're, you're planting and you're engaged in a church ministry like this, you know, um, you have fewer people engaged in different areas. And a lot of times a small percentage, you know, meets needs and such. And I just pray, Lord, Lord, you've, you've planted this work. You've, you've seeded it. You're going to bring the supply. You're going to bring the provision. Lord, help me. Forgive me, Lord, for being upset. If there's just one person, if there's just one person who comes today and this word ministers to their heart and they hear the power of the gospel in their life and maybe it resonates in a whole new way like never before, then it's worth it. But like, I got to admit, like the widow, I thought this is it. Like, if you can understand technology when you get notifications, sorry, I'm not going to be there. Sorry, I'm not going to be there. Sorry, I'm not going to be there. You look at the list and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> what's happening? I'm just burying my soul. I'm just being completely transparent with you. But it's in those moments. Now, it's not nowhere in comparison. It's not like this is the last meal and then I'm going to die. But you, it pushes you to trust in the Lord. Will he not provide more than enough to meet our needs? So we see here the widow didn't get stuck in the just now. She was willing to see. She was willing to follow that prompting voice and open herself up to that unexpected provision, that unexpected channel of ministry. So my challenge for you today, this afternoon is this. Not only heed those prompting voices, be willing to be able to see beyond the just now, but be ready to be that channel of provision for someone else. You know, the other day, I was at Wonderland, took the kids on Monday. It was a fantastic time. 
And, uh, you know, I already had my fill. We had a dinner plan. It was great. It was a wonderful day, beautiful weather. Um, and I don't really know. I wasn't really even thirsty, but you know how it is when you're kind of just walking around and it's nice to have something in your hand. And so you just go buy something or get something to drink just for the sake of it. But there was a purpose in it. And so I walk up to the counter. I am not fabricating this, okay? I walk up to the counter, and I'm looking at the menu. You know, sometimes you stare at the menu, and you're, okay, what do I want? Well, I don't really want anything, but I'm here. I might as well get something. And as I'm standing there, this young girl with her friends, the person tells them what the total for their meal is. They said, oh, that'll be like 2260 or something. And the girl's like, you have it, right? The girl's like, no, I don't have it. I thought you had it. No, I already spent all my money. You don't have the money. And they're going through this back and forth, back and forth. And then me, you know, as to be known as, as a pastor, you know, we're not incredibly rich people, okay? But we're rich in the Lord. And in that moment, I thought, I need to bless, I need to bless these kids. <laughs> now, sure, they may have season pass. They may be squandering. But I believe it was an opportunity for me to, to stretch out the hand and provide. So I said to the cashier, I said, no problem, I got this. How much is it? It was much more than 2260 But I reached over and, and gave him the card and provided. And for me, it was so timely, again, that not only do we have to get past the just now, but God works through us. And so through that conversation, I was able to share what I was doing there. I was there with a youth group, and we started talking about, well, what is youth group? You know, it's amazing. There's so many people that don't encounter church life as, as it is. So youth group, just the term youth group is a foreign thing to many young people. And so it was an opportunity to, to talk why we were there. Yeah, we can have fun. Yeah, we, we believe in Jesus, but we enjoy what he's created. We, yeah, we enjoy roller coasters. We're not just boring, dull people, okay? And so we're having this conversation, and I end up giving them one of my cards, and they said they were going to watch online. So at the end of the day, yeah, I might have broke my bank a little bit, but it was worth it. It was worth it. And so here with this, this widow, I believe they would say, when Elijah left, that was worth it. Thank God I didn't get stuck in the just. And thank God I didn't pack it in. When I was open, God, God, Yahweh provided for me. And so a few points. Like the widow, we can step out in faith, obeying the call of the Lord, even when it seems unconventional. Point two, we can rely on God's abundant provision. And so we can face all of life's challenges with the hope and assurance that he will sustain us. I'm going to invite Brad to join me here as we come to a time of reflection through worship. This, this story, I wrote here in my notes, let us not let this story just remain a story. You know, one of the things when I was going to Bible school, I said, Lord, I want to be more than a historian. I want to be a scribe. I want to record and document the things that you're doing in my life through me and how you're working May we be living testimonies of his faithfulness, accounting for what he's doing and all the experiences that we are, you know, privy to witness that his grace is going to overflow through us to love in the world. 
And as Brad begins to play and lead us in a time of worship, Philippians 4 verse 18 is such a practical and powerful passage that I believe directly connects with 1 Kings. You gotta remember, everything in the Old Testament is the wisdom of God foreshadowing everything that's fulfilled through Christ Jesus. The endless supply, because in Him there is victory. In Philippians 4, 18 through 19, it says this, and this is the Apostle Paul, that when he was in chains, when he was in great need, he says this, verse 18, but I have received everything in full and I have an abundance. I am fully supplied, having received, received from Ephroditus what you provided, a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. And my God, if you know it, say it with me, will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. And just to emphasize that point, do you see what Paul said? I am fully supplied. I am in abundance because of what you have provided. God works in mysterious ways, but he certainly works through us in mysterious ways. And so my prayer and hope for us here this afternoon is that we would be willing to the opportunities that present themselves to us this week. Be open to it. Maybe he's always worked in your life in a certain way. Say, Lord, thank you for how you've worked in those ways. I'm open to new ways. I'm open to new channels. Ron, I'm believing when you're in that truck and if you ever get caught in a traffic jam, maybe there might be another, you know, trucker right beside you can roll down that window and you're able to share the gospel with them right there as you're waiting to get over the bridge. We know the incredible patience you must have waiting to get over those, those borders, brother. But there's so many opportunities. I'm right there with you. Lord, stretch me that I will not become just so complacent. There wouldn't allow apathy to set in. But as Don uh, uh, Rochelle shares all the time, we need to share the gospel. We need to get out and share, get in the highways and byways so that people know this tremendous gift that we have in Jesus of endless provision. Amen. Let's worship together. I invite you to stand if you're able. Also, those of you joining us virtually. Thank you, Jesus. Brad.
salvation comes my way And when I cannot stand or fall on you Jesus, you're my hope and stay Oh God, how I need